Good morning. My name is Thad Lanthrop. I'm the executive pastor here at CIV. We are continuing on in our Read the Instructions message series where we are looking at attitudes found in the Bible that lead to success in life. So far, we've looked at two attitudes that form the foundation for success in life. Now, there's a lot of construction going on in Ontario right now. We got houses, we've got warehouses going up everywhere. And this week I learned they're planning on putting a minor league baseball field across from Westwind Park over there, which that's pretty exciting for me. I like baseball. But one thing in construction is clear. It's that the foundation has to be done right and it has to be strong to be able to put up the rest of the structure. And when the foundation is right, then the process for putting the building up and the frame, it can go pretty quickly, but it takes a lot of work to get that foundation right. And we spent the last two weeks looking at the foundational attitudes. And just like with building a house or a building or a minor league baseball field, the foundation is so crucial to be able to build off of to find success in life. And in these first two weeks, what we've looked at is fear of the Lord and trust in the Lord. Fear of the Lord is this reverential awe that takes God seriously enough to obey him and do what he says. Fear of the Lord, basically what it says is, I fear not doing life God's way so that so I am going to do what God says in the situation I'm facing right now. And then trust in the Lord, it's this confidence. It's confidence in God that believes God exists and rewards his people. God is involved in the details of life. It's also a confidence that relies on God alone to come through for us. And then it's a confidence that stays faithful to him even when things look impossible. It looks like we're facing something impossible. We can still trust in God. He will come through for us. That's what trust in the Lord is. And these two attitudes, they work together to form the foundation for a life of wisdom and success. Fear of the Lord, what it means is we're we're taking God seriously enough to obey him. And then trust in the Lord comes alongside that And it gives us confidence to follow through on what God has said to do. And so these two attitudes, they work together to lead us to act in line with God's ways, which produces real lasting success in life. And this foundation is is vital because a lot of the time God's ways, they don't look right to us. They look different than our understanding. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 talks about this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Or he will make straight your paths. We have to learn to lean on God's ways and not on our understanding. He will make the path straight as we acknowledge him over and over and over again. And when we do that, we're going to find the success that we want in life.
And one of the things that we find, one of the attitudes that we find in the Bible that we need to put on is humility. We need to clothe ourselves with humility. First Peter 5, 5 and 6 says, Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe, your, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Here we see what it is that we are to do. We're to clothe ourselves, all of us, with humility towards one another. Now, this is really interesting imagery that's used in this passage of Scripture. This morning, each of us, we chose which clothes we were going to put on and wear. We tried to choose something that was fitting for the occasion. If you're at home, maybe you're still in your pajamas. But for me, I knew I was going to be speaking in front of the camera today, and so I put on a collared shirt that was fitting for the occasion. Maybe we chose the clothes because they're comfortable, or maybe um, we chose a shirt that fits better because we've gained a little weight recently. Maybe that you're in that category, uh, like me right now. But the thing is, we do this over and over again every day. We go to our closet and we look at what clothes we're going to wear. We stand in front of it. might look like this picture here. I got a little closet envy when I saw this picture, so I had to show it to you today. But we choose the clothes that we're going to wear that day. We try to pick the most appropriate thing. And the Bible is instructing us here to be intentional about the attitudes that we choose to put on every day as well. Each day, we get to choose which attitude we are going to wear that day. And as situations show up in our life, we get to choose the attitude that we are going to wear as we face that situation. And with God's help, we can push past whatever emotions we're feeling or whatever natural tendency we're, we're pulled towards as we face these challenging situations. And we can put on the attitude that brings success. This week, I was really battling discouragement. One of my kids was sick, which was altering plans. And then um, my wife and my son, who have chronic problems, they started not feeling as good as well. I was just discouraged by that. I was discouraged by um, this project that I'm working on for my doctorate and trying to uh, get that across the finish line. And in the middle of all of what was going on in life, I was preparing for this message. I was having a really hard time just focusing and doing the next thing I needed to do because all these other demands on my time were pulling me to, to think about them and to, to work on other things than the thing I really needed to do. And as I'm preparing for this message on humility, I realized I needed to humble myself. I was trying to do things on my own, and so I first I asked God for help, and then I sent a text to a friend, asked him to pray for me to be able to focus, and after I humbled myself, God helped me to focus and to do the next right thing that I needed to do. First Peter 5, 5 and 6, it speaks about this intentionality 
that we need to put on the right attitudes. We need to be more intentional about putting on the right attitudes than we are about the clothes that we wear. So what if we use the act of getting ready in the morning as a way to remind us to think about not just the clothes that we need to put on, but the attitudes that we need to put on as well. And so you might want to take this next step this week and use that act. Use the act of getting ready in the morning, putting on your clothes as a reminder to ask yourself, what attitudes am I going to put on today? Think about your day and some of the potential challenges that you you might face What are the attitudes that you can choose that stand on the foundation of fear the Lord and trust in the Lord that will lead to success that day? Humility, like it talks about in 1 Peter 5, 5, and 6, it's an attitude we need to clothe ourselves with daily. Failing to put on humility is going to result in God opposing us. Think about it like to an offense and a defense going up against each other on the football field. And you look across and God is opposing you because you're not choosing to put on humility. You're, you're choosing to put on pride. Realizing that God opposes the proud, that's where fear of the Lord comes in. And we say, I'm going to take God seriously. And I am going to believe that he's going to oppose me if I choose to be proud. So I'm going to put on humility. And the benefits of putting on humility is that God will give us grace and he will exalt us at the proper time. We're going to talk more specifically about the benefits of humility later in the message. But when we choose to put clothes on in the morning, we do it intentionally. And we need to intentionally clothe ourselves with the attitudes that bring success. And to clothe ourselves properly, we really need to understand what is this attitude? We need to understand it at a deeper level. So let's dive into this attitude of humility. Humility is an attitude of deference that yields the right of way to others out of respect or esteem. Deference is this key aspect of humility. In Philippians 2, 3 through 4, it describes what it looks like to choose deference and put on humility. It says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. These two verses, they they really they, they seem completely backwards from what our culture tells us. My family and I, we, we like to watch uh, America's Got Talent together. Here's a picture of the stage. And it's this talent show where someone or an act eventually wins a million dollars um, at the end. And the show is fun. There's some acts we, we have to just skip because they're not appropriate. But the constant message that is fed on this show is follow your dreams I'm following my dreams. That's what I'm doing. And then when people on the show find success, they're they're told, you deserve this. You deserve the success you're having because of hard things that have happened to you in the past or whatever it may be. When we believe 
that we deserve our dreams, just what we've decided is our dreams, we will push people out of the way to get them because we deserve them. And Philippians reminds us that we're really good at looking out for our own interests. Look at what verse says, 4 says again. Let each of you look not only to his own interests. We don't need any help in looking to our own interests. We're really good at that. But God's telling us through his word that that is not the way to success in life. That is not the way to success in in relationships or long-term success in any area of life. And we're getting this warning from the author in Philippians. And he's saying, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. Nothing is a really strong word here. This is saying that the Christ follower needs to stay away from selfish ambition or conceit. Selfish ambition, it has this idea of rivalry to it. So we look at people as rivals because they're, they might block us from getting what we want. In conceit, it has this idea of vanity to it. And so this is a warning to not focus on selfish, vain desires that are, and push people away so that we can get them. We can get what we want. Make sure that we are taken care of. Now, I want to be clear about a common misconception of Christ followers and ambition. Sometimes people can read verses like this and think that hum- humility is the kind of person who lets people walk all over them and they don't really have ambition in life. That's not what this verse is talking about at all. Ambition is good. The drive to make things better at work or your family or ministry, it's good. Set big goals. Pursue them, but pursue them wearing humility, not selfish ambition. And that is where it can get tricky for us sometimes. We might have a good goal to make more money and provide for the family, but in reality, what's really going on behind that goal is pride. It's the selfish ambition to push and get what we want. God is saying that is not the way to success. That's the way to get off track in life. And this is where the foundation of trust in the Lord and fear of the Lord really gives people the courage to put on the right attitude of humility. Selfish ambition, it's going to look like the shortcut in life to getting what we really want. And it can come in a lot of different ways. And there's so many different scenarios that could happen where we're we're left with the choice of selfish ambition or humility. But let's just say, here's one where we're really wanting a promotion at work. And the boss, he starts giving you credit for a project, but really you worked on this project with your coworkers, but he's giving you all the credit. Selfish ambition doesn't clear up that mistake. Selfish ambition takes the credit without sharing it with the coworkers and just lets it be. And that promotion might come your way because you're getting all the credit for the work. But the thing is, 
Now your coworkers don't trust you. And that can lead to some problems in the future. And the relationships are damaged. Fear of the Lord looks at the same situation. It says, I am going to take God seriously enough to put on humility and share the credit with my coworkers. And trust in the Lord, it gives us the confidence to lean not on our own understanding to get what we want, but it gives us the confidence to do what God says to do and trust that he's going to take care of us as we do it. So this is what we have to do over and over and over again with humility and selfish ambition and whatever it may be. We stand in front of our attitude wardrobe and we have to pick and choose to put on humility over and over and over again. And what it looks like to do that is what it says in Philippians, uh, verse, the end of verse 3. It says, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Another way to define humility is voluntarily taking a position of lower importance or lesser privilege before God or others and deferring to them. We're going to look to our own interests. It's a given. And we need to. We need to be responsible for ourselves. We don't need any reminders to look to our own interests. What we need a reminder is count others more significant than ourselves. With this foundation of fear fear of the Lord and trust in the Lord, we can put on humility. It's this decision to place ourselves in a position of lower importance before people, deferring to their interests instead of our own. And here's some ways that we can do this. A humble person shows deference in matters of preference. Galatians 5.13 says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. This verse was in a letter to the early church. And what you had going on in the early church was people from Jewish tradition were were becoming Christ followers, and Gentiles were becoming Christ followers, And the Jewish people were very concerned about keeping the law that God had given them before Christ. But the Gentiles were not concerned about keeping that law because it wasn't part of their law. And this verse is saying, you were called to freedom, brothers. It's freedom from that law. You don't have to do that law anymore. And so you need to love and serve one another. You need to put on humility when it comes to preferences. That law is now a preference issue. It's not a you have to do it issue. So put on humility. Consider each other better, higher than yourselves. Take that lower position of importance and don't quarrel over these preference issues. That's what it's talking about. So this week might be able to put on humility by choosing a restaurant 
Maybe you really want to go to In-N-Out for lunch, but someone else really wants to go to Chick-fil-A. You can defer. Say, let's go. Let's go to Chick-fil-A. Not today. It's closed on Sundays, but maybe a different day. But that's a way that you can show deference in areas of preference. A humble person also shows deference in matters of convenience. Mark 10, 30, 43 through 45 says, But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Serving someone is not always convenient. Actually, a lot of times it's inconvenient. Was it convenient for Jesus Christ to come down to earth, live a perfect life, and die a gruesome death on the cross for our sins? There's nothing convenient about that. And he's our example. And so we need to serve people even when it's not convenient. Something that this might look like for you is maybe someone's moving and they've asked you to help and they scheduled the move for the exact kickoff time for your favorite football team. The question is, do I clothe myself with humility and go and serve and help them or do I duck out? And not. A humble person also shows deference in matters of prominence. Proverbs 25, 6 and 7 says, Do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great, for it is better to be told, Come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. It's easy for us to want to elevate ourselves or to make us ourselves look like an expert on a topic in a conversation or to be the one that people go to to ask for advice to put ourselves in high esteem but here's a warning to us it's better to be told come up here than to be put lower in the presence of a noble it's humiliating to be told you know what you're you're not quite ready to be up in this position that you've elevated yourself Two, we need to clothe ourselves with humility and not promote ourselves beyond where God is promoting us. As you think through putting on humility, is there a way that you need to choose to humble yourself this week? Is there a matter of preference or convenience or prominence that you need to choose humility in and trust God with the result this week. Maybe that's a next step you can take in response to this message. As we talk about putting on humility, it's also helpful to see what are the attitudes that are the opposite. So I don't put those on. Attitudes that are the opposite of humility, the first one is pride. Romans 12:3 says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Pride is the opposite of humility. Humility, it thinks of others as higher than ourselves. Pride, it thinks of ourselves higher than other people. 
And when we choose humility, people cheer us on. They want good for us. But when we choose pride, relationships are rough. People don't really necessarily want to cheer for us or they want good for us. Because we're damaging relationships and and people aren't there to celebrate life's wins. So that's that's an attitude that we need to avoid. Another one is mockery. Proverbs 3.34 says, Toward the scorners he is scornful, but to the humble he gives favor. Proverbs 19.29 says, Condemnation is ready for scoffers and beating for the backs of fools. The person who scorns and mocks finds God on the other side of the line of scrimmage in life. God opposes the proud, and we see that there is scorn and condemnation for the proud mockers. And that's a scary place to be. Mocking someone or mocking God is you, you tease or laugh in a scornful way. It's, it's where you make fun of them for an answer or you laugh because you think they are so wrong or you speak under your breath at how stupid they're being or, or what they're not doing right. If you find yourself being tempted to mock someone, stop. Run the other way. You are in the danger zone of, of God opposing you. Humble yourself by remembering that you can make mistakes too. Nobody's perfect. We can all make mistakes and we can all, and we also don't know what's right in every situation. So we've got to stay away from mocking. And then another attitude to avoid is self-exaltation. Proverbs 30, 32 through 33 says, If you have been foolish, exalting yourself, Or if you have been devising evil, put your hand on your mouth, for pressing milk produces curds, pressing the nose produces blood, and pressing anger produces strife. There's these things that you do that just automatically produce something. Exalting yourself is going to produce trouble in your life. That's what God is warning us about here. There is trouble when we choose these opposites of humility. Are you struggling with one of these attitudes right now? Maybe a next step is to just stop it, to stop putting on pride or mockery or self-exaltation, and you need to replace it and put on humility. It's not fun to be around somebody who's prideful or mocking or choosing to exalt themselves, yet we still choose to put that on at times because it looks like it's going to get us what we want. It looks like it's the shortcut to get uh, what we want in life. And again, that's where we have to lean on the foundation, fear the Lord and trust in the Lord. God's ways look like they're the long ways. Looks like it might not even make it to our goal sometimes. But real success is found in putting the right attitudes into action. And God promises a lot of benefits when we put on humility. Take a look at some of his promises to the humble. One is intimacy with God. Isaiah 57:15 says, For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, 
whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place, and also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Here we see that those close to God are not the proud, ambitious, strong people that we see in this world. It's the humble, the lowly, the contrite. There's this close relationship with God that is available to those who put on humility. In that close relationship, it helps a person to respond to life situations with wisdom, which is another benefit of humility. Proverbs 11.2 says, When pride comes, then comes disgrace. We exalt ourselves, we're brought down. We try to mock someone and make them look like a fool, and we end up looking like a fool and being foolish and stupid in the process. Pride brings disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. Wisdom gives us the ability to respond to life correctly, to make decisions that will result in the best possible outcome for us. What a benefit for putting on humility. And another benefit is God's help. Proverbs 3.34 says, Toward the scorners, he is scornful. But to the humble, he gives favor. Sign me up for that. I want God on my side. God is on the side of the humble. He also says a benefit of humility is wealth and honor. Proverbs 22.4, the reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. And then God also says there's exaltation in due time. 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. It takes faith to put on humility. God will exalt the humble person at the proper time, but we have to fear him. We have to trust him. We have to put on the right attitudes of success, like humility. And God, when he decides it's the right time, he will exalt his people into the places that he wants them to be. It's not easy to do this on our own. But with God's help, we can choose humility over and over and over again. We can stand in front of our attitudes wardrobe, and continue to pick out the right one. To continue to pick out being humble and choosing to do life God's way, even when it looks like it's not leading us to where we want to go. And we have help from God to do that. We have an example to follow. Jesus Christ is our example. We need to follow his example of humility. That's how I want to end the message this morning. We've, we have next steps each week, and there's a list on the handout you can look through. We've gone through them all, actually, through the, the message. I've, I've mentioned them. But I want to end by 
reading about Jesus as an example of choosing to be humble while he was here on earth. He could have demanded respect, could have demanded everybody bow down and worship him and praise him, but he didn't. He chose to be humble. Listen to this, and let's respond to what God is telling us to do and follow Jesus' example. Philippians 2, 5 through 11 says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus is our example. We can follow him. Choose humility. And by God's grace and power, we can live in line with his word and experience the success in life that he wants us to have. Let's ask for his help to put on humility this week. God, we thank you so much for the attitudes you give us in the Bible that lead to real success in life. And I pray that you would help each of us to put on humility, to put on these attitudes that look like they're not going to lead us to where we want to go, but end up being the straight path that you have for us to success in life. Help us, Lord, to choose to humble ourselves like Jesus chose to humble himself. We ask for your help to do this. In Jesus' name, amen.